happy Friday, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Black and Blue Report presented by SeatGeek. We're your hosts, Cindy Robinson, Ashley Amos, and Caroline Gonzalez. And of course, our wonderful producer, Daniel Salerson. He's waving. You guys can't see. <laughs> Bad radio. <laughs> Today, we're talking the start of NFL regular season. Woo! Nope. It's here. Sorry. I- <laughs> And then we're previewing the Saints matchup versus the Buccaneers with Bucks digital reporter Casey Phillips. Ladies, football is officially, officially, officially. I feel like we've said that a few times now. We said it when training camp started. We said that when <laughs> preseason started. But now the real deal is here. How excited are you guys about this weekend? Uh, preseason gave me a little taste, but I'm, I'm ready to, to get back in action. I mean... I'm excited to see the dome. I yeah. feel like it's going to be rocking. You know, I hear they're doing rally towels. Really? First game out the gate, we in rally towels for the fans. So that's kind of exciting because you know how that went in playoffs last year. That was, a, I guess I would say, fun for me to experience seeing all the fans waving the towels, mm-hmm. being loud. I think the towels make it even louder. <laughs> it's like not even they're making noise, but it just seems louder. And you've got so the much. new like video introductions. You've that got all these so different good. things. Oh yeah, you, all these different factors, I feel like, that go into a new season that just make it so exciting to be in the Dome. And we had Manny Fresh the last preseason game, and we have rally towels now. I mean, it's an exciting time to be in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Not to mention the starters are going to play a whole game. <laughs> I can't wait for intros. Like That's always my chills moment, like when they come out to the fire and they have their little intro. Mm-hmm. That's always like the, ooh. let's go, let's get ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm really looking forward to it. Not to, oh, let's not forget Champion Square, free oh. game, the music, the food, all this fun stuff the fans have available to them. Make sure you guys take advantage of that. I think it's the '80s cover band Molly, the Molly Ringwalds. Are oh, I love them too. Cover bands are fun though. They always play songs you know, so yeah. like that's something to look forward to too. Obviously, Sensations. It's just so much. It's so much going on. Um, you guys. Leading into regular season football, I don't know about y'all, but I love fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have one in our department going on, and Ashley and Caroline and myself are all a part of it. You yeah. could say we're a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we dra- so we drafted this week. <laughs> we drafted last night. No, Wednesday night. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Wednesday yes. night. Yeah, Wednesday yeah, yeah. Night. We drafted Wednesday night, and Caroline was in and out of the room and it looks like like one minute she's auto picking and the next minute she's actually picking. I was so confused. So Wait, what's what your team happening. name again? I was confused. Uh, Ram, check yourself. Oh, oh like, yeah. Oh, yourself. I play you the first yes. week. Yes. yes we Ooh. <laughs> We're going to talk about these results next week for sure. Yep. So I was like Googling best names and there was like lights, Kamara action and all this stuff. Oh, and I was like, I no. I was like, no, I need to come up with something by myself. So I was literally on our roster page, like scrolling through the last names. And I was like, oh, what can I make work? And then I was like, Ram, check. Ramcheck yourself. Yeah, yep, there we go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Ryan Ramcheck. I was like go. so focused. I'd never done one before. And so I was doing it on my phone phone and I was so focused. I was like, okay, eight o'clock. Well, I got a notification at seven saying yeah, it saying it was open. And I was like, crap. And I texted everybody and was like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> well, I don't like, is this the, is this the moment we've been waiting for? And then, uh, then Alex was like, oh no, it's not till eight. And right. so here I am waiting and waiting and waiting. And then I missed it, and so at 8.03, I tuned in, and my pick had already been auto-picked. Let's just say I was upset with your auto-picking. No, I did take Le'Veon Bell. She was right before me. Not a bad choice. (laughs) Oh, you got Le'Veon Bell for your first one? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's not the one I was upset with then. It was your next pick that I was upset with. Mike Thomas? Yes. I was like, dang, I 
was just, she went right before me, and I was just about to get him. But I got Alvin Kamara, so, you know, I'm not upset. Yeah, I was out at dinner, and I was trying to do it on my on my phone, and, like, it kept turning off auto-pick, and I was like, no, turn on auto-pick, and I was just, it was a mess, because this is my first time doing it. And so I was trying to do, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, I need to do it by position. What position do I get? And then my first two picks was Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, I and I was like, great, was so, I have two quarterbacks. No, seriously, I was looking at her, I was like, what is she doing? Like, well, I didn't know you're not supposed to, like, draft the quarterbacks right away. So <laughs> I, I, I figured I, you could <laughs> tell a lot of people in that in that draft didn't know exactly what they were doing. And then Daniel, yeah, he's, he's over there silent, but uh, he was killing some people yesterday with his picks and then also having some traitorous moments. Not going to talk too much about those, Daniel, or let you slide today. But, you know, you know what you did. You know what you did. This is all part of my plan because now I have two quarterbacks and people are already trying to trade me. I should have just drafted all quarterbacks and then just. Then you wouldn't have a team. But then I could have people try to trade me and then I would get the best players. Okay, yeah. So people, for those who do know about fantasy, usually you want to go for a running back in that first round. Possibly one of the top wide receivers. Quarterback is usually not your first choice, and she was not the only one who did that. So we're sitting – I'm sitting here like, this is about to be a rough draft. I can already see it. And mind you, this is only my fourth – okay, yeah, that's my fourth year in. I'm more of a vet than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is like my first year of doing all my drafts alone. I have two other leagues that I'm in, and I feel confident, you guys. Some of them made me a little nervous at first, but I think I'm going to – I think I'm going to do well. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It makes me really excited to watch all of the games this yeah, weekend. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm already excited to see right. all of the games, but now I'm especially excited outside of, of course, the yeah. Saints Buccaneers. I'm excited to watch um, the Texans Patriots mm -hmm. because my starting quarterback is Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I got to see if he's going to bounce back. Like, what's he going to look like? Right. Is he going to be that MVP right. candidate style player? Or is he going to be a little rusty? I mean, Starting with the Patriots, I feel like it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be a tough <laughs> test for sure. But if I mean, if he's up for the challenge, it might be good. I actually have him as one of my quarterbacks in one of my leagues too, so I'm looking forward to that as well. That's the fun part about fantasy, though. It kind of forces you to pay attention to the whole league. Mm -hmm. Like we, I know we all work for the Saints, so it's second nature for us only to pay attention to them because we do so much work with the Saints. But this keeps you in the know of the whole league. So that should make our podcast even more exciting. We got more to talk to y'all about. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm excited for the Raiders Rams game. One because I'm excited to see what the Raiders do, and then especially because you know they have <laughs> uh, what's I'm blanking on his name, Khalil Mack, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then no, Khalil um, no. no. Mack went to the Bears. No, yeah, he's gone. Lost Camille. Yeah, um, R.I.P. I'm blanking. Anyway, I'm excited to see the the Raiders, it's and be I'm excited Derek to see Namaka Sue on the Rams and their new defense and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So I'm really excited to see that. I like to I like to see the defensive battle. I think the Rams are going to be good this year. I think Rams so too. They're going to be something to mess with for sure. They they they're kind of solid. It's one of those that there's a lot of talk behind them because it's still new hype being to LA, like mm -hmm. being new to LA. It, I know they've gone through what two years now. Has it been a year or two? Two. L.A. Chargers has only been a year. But it's still, like, new to have football in L.A. I am from L.A., and before getting this job here, I was living, you know, back home mm -hmm. in L.A., and everyone was so excited to have football. I mean, mind you, you have USC and UCLA mm -hmm. as your pro leagues. You know, they're college with pro leagues. But having actual NFL teams, like, 
people are excited about it. I sure. mean, even when we were out there with the Chargers for a training mm-hmm. camp, you could tell the buzz and the mm-hmm. excitement. Even you would walk into a restaurant mm-hmm. and they would be like, oh, a Saints fan. Or in the airport, they were like, oh, but go, you know, go Chargers. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of cool, especially since they're newer right. to the area, newer teams. So. Of course, L.A. can't only ever have one of anything. They have to have two teams, <laughs> two basketball teams, two baseball teams, two NFL teams. It's only right. A lot of celebrities out there. Yeah, and that's overwhelming. And that's why I'm here in New Orleans. Yay. <laughs> um, you guys, so if anything, any players that you're looking forward to seeing, not necessarily on your fantasy team, but like anyone you're looking forward to seeing the most? That's a good question. Saints-wise? Well, this is a Saints podcast, so like maybe we should stick with Saints-wise. I was thinking NFL since we were talking broad, but let's stick with Saints. You're right. I have to say Marcus Davenport. I'm, we only saw a glimpse of what he's doing. And I have to say, I was watching when his first game against the Chargers when I was watching. I could always spot him, not only obviously because of his position, but have y'all noticed how long his femurs are? <laughs> like, I don't know why I noticed this, but he has like the <laughs> longest thigh. And I was like, nope, oh, that's Marcus Davenport. <laughs> Femur. Of all things that I'm looking at, how as long, a long your femurs femur, are. As a long femured individual, okay. I noticed the other long femured okay. individual, and I was like, yep, that's Marcus Davenport. But anyway, other than that, I'm really excited to see what he's doing. Um, I think he moves really well. His feet have been developing a lot, and as we heard from Cam Jordan last week, he is asking the right questions, and he's, he's very coachable. So I'm excited to see what he does this week. I asked you guys this question, and I, I'm sitting here kind of baffled myself on who to choose. Like, I see Ashley over there trying to ponder. I'm trying to ponder. I, 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 I'm with you on wanting to see stuff from the rookies. Like, I'm mm-hmm. excited to see Traquan because, you know, mm-hmm. he's been something to, like, marvel at all camp. So I'm excited to see him in actual real, real game action, not just preseason action. But most excited, though, like, who do you think is going to bring that fire Michael Thomas. He always, yeah, he I know. Takes Daniel might have a good one. Daniel has <laughs> passed a good one along. Demario Davis. I do think that will, yeah. He ha- he has all this energy. He's very aggressive, um, very explosive. He's so fast from yeah. sideline to sideline. I remember yeah. in one of our, our preseason games, I can't remember which one, but I think it was the first one. He, like, I saw him come across the field, and it was so fast. It happened in, like, a flash, and I was like, holy crap, who is that? And they stood up, and it was, like, tackle made by Demario Davis. And yeah. I was like, goodness, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, I think he's going to bring a whole different energy to that defense. Mind you, defense was already energetic last year, like, young talent. But I think he's going to bring that veteran presence, but still that young athletic ability along with it. What about you, Ashley? I'm going to go more abstract. Okay. So I would say, kind of to go, uh, piggyback off you, the defense overall. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we going to bring to the table? Obviously, they had a great camp mm-hmm. beat, beating the offense, arguably winning camp in yeah. some regards, if especially if you ask Kim, Kim Jordan. Right. Um, <laughs> so I'm definitely excited to see – you know, as someone who grew up with the Saints, the Saints have always been known to be an explosive mm-hmm. offensive team, ever since, especially ever since taking Drew Brees as quarterback. So they've always been very explosive on offense and, and been steady in defense. But I think this year you might see the defense kind of getting some love. And, I mean, obviously last year you could tell that they were a budding defense, mm-hmm. right? But now it's almost like I'm a little excited to, for right. when we're playing defense. What's that going to look like? What kind of, you know, obviously the celebration 
emotions, mm-hmm. the excitement, and all that. I think that's just kind of that chemistry is going to be exciting to watch. I also am interested, and I think a lot of Saints fans out there, and anybody who's a fan of football, how is Alvin Kamara going to work in the system without um, running back Mark Ingram? What kind of role is he going to be? Um, you know, you are you going to use him more in the slot, or is he? You know, a lot of people say he's not as strong running up the middle as like a Mark Ingram. So how are we? How is the team going to utilize him at, at the running back position? And we also have Mike. Look, I don't even want to butcher his last name. Mike Gillisley. Gillisley. Yeah. yeah. Y'all got it. <laughs> but, um, you know, we have him to look forward to to help in that production. Exactly. So and we haven't seen him on our team. We haven't. So that's going to be something to see what you're going to bring. Because, like, it's one thing to know what someone can do on another team. But this is a different environment. He has got to get into a different system. So I hope we get to see him in this first game. Do you, do I think we will? I don't know. I think uh, everyone's kind of anxious to see um, what he does and what he can bring, and I think Sean Payton will be eager to see what he brings to this team and what he can do in our offense. Um, But I don't know if he's had time to learn the offense. I mean, he's only been here for three three days. days. Yeah, that's why why I was asking that because I'm I'm thinking, like, that's quick to get thrown into something. Again, he's a pro Mm -hmm. and and is probably used to getting thrown into anything and can, you know, do whatever he can to help the team. Uh, but I know the defense is very pumped for this game. Even though the Bucks don't have Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback for their first two games, the game against us, they're hot. Ryan Fitzpatrick is still something you know to be aware of and be on your P's and Q's. And Cam Jordan talked about that a lot yesterday in the locker room, how he's still a very good quarterback to worry about, especially in that first quarter. He's going to come out hot. He knows all eyes are on him. He knows he has to perform and you know lead this team. And you have to remember the Saints have actually seen him there before mm-hmm. in the second half of that game when uh, Jameis Winston went out. Mm-hmm. He came in. So this is not a completely new look right. for the Saints defense. They are familiar with him in the quarterback position. Speaking of this week's game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we are joined now by Casey Phillips, who is the team reporter with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Casey, how are you? Wonderful. How are you guys? Doing, Doing all right. <laughs> Join, uh, we're enjoying the first week of regular season. Football is back. I'm excited. Yeah, it's always nice when it starts mattering again, all this work in the preseason, and it feels like it was kind of for nothing, so it's always good when the games start counting. Yeah, you looked like you had fun in training camp this year. How was that for you? It was It was really good. Uh, we got to go to Tennessee for a week, do some joint practices, hang out in Nashville. Not a bad place to be for a while, and uh, the rest of our training camp is here at our own facility. We don't travel for it normally. Uh, so that was kind of a fun change of pace for us. Did you enjoy signing your first autograph, or was that your first autograph? You know, it was <laughs> not my first. Uh, it was the first captured on photo, for sure. It's not, a, it's not a thing that happens often. Don't get me wrong. This is, this is not a thing where I'm getting followed by paparazzi into the grocery store. But, uh, yeah, it is pretty cool that I've been here. This is my fourth season with the Bucks, and our fans are awesome, and they are very loyal to watching all of our content, and it was it's still crazy to me every time I get asked for an autograph. I've looked to see if someone cooler is standing behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would still be nervous. You know, even now when someone, like, jokingly asks me for an autograph and I jokingly sign it, I still get kind of nervous, and I'm like, oh, this isn't what my actual signature looks like. Nothing <laughs> like it actually. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what to sign. I'm like, does this look like what I put on my receipt when I'm signing for <laughs> dinner? Like, I don't really know what to do here. 
Casey, obviously the main headline heading into this weekend um, as we go into the first week um, is that the Bucks are with without their starting quarterback, Jameis Winston, but the Saints are also without their starting running back, Mark Ingram. So you guys have known about this suspension since June. What are some things that you've seen in training camp or maybe throughout this first couple days of practice that um, you guys are kind of working on to get Ryan Fitzpatrick ready? Yeah, I think this is a unique situation where last year, you know, Jameis got hurt midway through playing you guys and Fitz took over. And uh, I think it's a different situation that we did know in advance that uh, you're getting to game plan for these first three games. They got to go into training camp and the preseason essentially knowing they were going to have to get two starting quarterbacks ready. So it changed a bit of how the reps were in the preseason games. Ryan Fitzpatrick ran with the ones a lot in practice. So the fact that they did have time to prepare is what makes this so unique as compared to, let's say, an injury being why all of a sudden your second-string quarterback is going in. Um, I, I know that Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and Jameis Winston are not the same kind of quarterbacks, so it will be interesting when the team is pulling out all the stops in terms of play calling, how that might adjust the way the offense looks, that you know you do have guys like Deshaun Jackson that are designed to be more of a deep threat. Are they going to ask Ryan to try to make some of those same throws? Are they going to try to rein in things a little bit more and uh, do a little bit more of the nickel and diming stuff? It's going to be interesting to see because, you know, preseason, they aren't going to show you the full playbook and what they want to do. So this will be our first time to really see what style they're going to go with. Are they going to operate as if it's Jameis out there and just hope Ryan can make those plays? Are they going to dial it back a bit? So I think that's going to be interesting to see. I know yesterday that uh, Sean Payton mentioned that they're similar Although their styles are different, both can be pocket passers. Kind of what is the biggest difference you you see between Jameis and uh, Fitzgerald? Yeah, so I think that um, a big thing is is more of their demeanor and style in some ways that uh, even they talk about in the quarterback room or out in practice that uh, Jameis just has so much energy and is so pumped about playing football. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy that you think of as the calm, cool, collected veteran. And both of those things have their moments that they are awesome. And I think when you know that it's a unique situation where Jameis is not going to be out there, Fitzpatrick is just the perfect person to take over because he's going to have that calming presence that he's not going to be walking into that huddle looking nervous. This is a guy that has played a lot of football in his career, has started a lot of games in his career. He's going to walk into that huddle and be like, guys, I got this. We're good. Uh, So I think that's kind of the perfect way to handle if you are having to go to your number two, that it's a guy that you know he knows what he's doing and he can actually have a pretty calming effect on an offense. So over in the offseason, there was a lot of changes made to the defensive side of the ball, a lot of improvements, bringing in McCoy, Curry, Pierre-Paul, Vita Villa, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, um, Kind of talk about those additions and um, how they have improved in the defensive side. Yeah, so the the defense is going to be really interesting. Uh, the secondary is going to be the secondary and linebackers are going to be largely the same. A few um, switch outs here and there, and things that were affected by injury last year. But yeah, the defensive line was a huge emphasis. The lines overall that you could tell this team emphasized toughness, uh, a little bit of nastiness even. And yeah, they brought in you know Bo Allen, Vinny Curry, JPP, drafted Vita Vea. Now Vita Vea has been injured most of preseason which has been a big bummer to you know, a lot of Bucks fans are excited to see him get out there and I'm sure you know there has not been anything said about whether or not he'll play but when he hasn't played essentially in a month I'm sure they're not going to probably throw him out there mm-hmm. um, whenever he hasn't played in a bit so we don't know it would be great if we could see him out there he has been hurt for a bit you know but we got a couple of those Philly D linemen and you know having a few recent Super Bowl winners has been huge and Jason Pierre-Paul has brought in 
so much to this line, not only in experience and just incredible technical work as a D lineman, but his leadership, vocal. I mean, he's given some pretty amazing speeches to the team, getting them fired up. I think, and then also we brought in a new defensive line coach, and they've actually talked about how he has been one of the biggest additions mm-hmm. to this team this offseason, that he is a very intense guy. And as JPP actually said the other day, uh, Coach Butner does not care about your feelings at all. <laughs> so he has really laid in those guys, and I think he's going to bring out a whole new level of the guys who were already here, these new additions we brought in. In theory, uh, Drew Brees will be feeling the pressure if all goes according <laughs> to the Buccaneers' plan. All right, Casey, uh, you said the new additions, which includes Vita Vea, and I know or I saw that you can say his whole name. Can we hear oh, it? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let me put it this way. I can read his whole name. Ah. I definitely do not have it memorized. Uh, when I have tried to say it, it's all been reading. It is something along the lines of, I think, eight words long at least yeah i'm, I'm um, looking at it now and it looks about eight or nine without the, yeah, the it's, main it's part of his insane. name so i have they i have been forced to read it on air uh but thankfully i was reading it but i think you guys have just given me a new goal for the season that by the time <laughs> the season is over i can have it memorized and be able to just spout that out whenever i get a chance so yeah there's there's my new goal yeah i thought uh humanawanui was going to be hard but that that just adds yeah, a whole nother level to that <laughs> Nothing, nothing. I mean, last year we had Stevie Tui Kolovatu, and I was feeling pretty good about myself on that one. And then we brought in this guy, and I was like, well, good grief. This is getting more ridiculous. I think we're ready to have our own CNT skit over here where we just have all the crazy names being read out. Just A.A. Ron somewhere? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, has the attitude shifted, for, in your opinion, for the defense? You know, we talk about these key pieces. We talk about Jason Pierre-Paul. Has the, are the, is the defense kind of walking around with a different kind of swagger? Yeah, I think swagger could be a good word for it. I think um, you don't really get swagger until you have proved it Mm -hmm. on the field. So I know that um, in a lot of ways they're waiting until there's real football play to go too crazy on that side. But I do believe it does seem to be a different attitude where, again, the the toughness, grittiness, even nastiness has been a big emphasis. Coach Cutter has even said that he tried to have a more intense and tougher camp Mm -hmm. so that they'd be ready to hit the ground running week one of the regular season. Uh, the slogan on the back of a lot of the team t-shirts says discipline driven and that I think overall it's, it's the idea of a ton of toughness but up to a line where it does not cost you penalties so it is a discipline oriented toughness team that no one's going to be running over us that we are bringing the battle to the other team it is really the atmosphere so it's going to be interesting to see how that translates especially in a place like New Orleans you know everybody knows you guys are a tough place to play so I think that this is going to be a really um, – this, this first three games of the season is actually the hardest three-game opening stretch uh, of any team that, that any team has had in the Super Bowl era. So basically it's like, all right, well, we're just going to get started with a bang here. So if that, if that new look defense can make an impact against you guys, I mean, we appreciate the whole no Mark Ingram thing, and uh, I think that's going to be a big test for them. Coming off a 5-11 and season and, like you said, opening in such a tough environment, a divisional matchup, what are what are the key takeaways that you hope to get from this game, the first three games from this new Bucks team? Yeah, I think uh, the big things that we're going to be hoping we see are, of course, the increased pressure. And we know that Breeze does not make that easy on anybody. Um, but we need to see that new D-line really get in there and, and have some quarterback pressure and also even be able to stop the run game. Uh, that's that's going to be huge as well. That Even though they are putting a lot of emphasis on pass rush, 
just overall that D-line playing solid, that's going to be absolutely huge. And then I would say uh, really seeing how Ryan Fitzpatrick can get the ball to this incredibly talented wide receiver group. I mean, this group, it was a battle to figure out who was going to make the team because they had so many guys they wanted to keep. Um, and so I think it even maybe cost a couple other guys on the team their roster spot because they wanted to be able to keep these wide receivers. You've got your new guy that we drafted, Justin Watson from Penn, who made it. And Chris Godwin, you know, he had that last touchdown against you guys to close out the season last year. And <laughs> coaches basically almost listed three wide receivers as starters because they think so highly of Chris Godwin that on the depth chart that was released, it actually says Deshaun Jackson or Chris Godwin, mm, kind of proving that like he's earned that starting role. So I think to see how Fitzpatrick is able to get the ball to those guys and then also including O.J. Howard, Cam Brate, there's so many offensive weapons. And when it's not going to be Jameis for three weeks, how does Fitzpatrick look getting it to them? Well, I know uh, we're not the only ones who are looking forward to see what this new Saints, or I mean this new Bucks team look like. Um, Casey, you said you've been with the team for a few years now. Do you travel with the team? I do. So, yes, I will be coming to New Orleans. All right. Well, I have to ask you, do you have a favorite restaurant that you've come to the past few times, or are you still kind of trying to trying new things when you come here? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm still a pretty pathetic tourist where I'm going <laughs> to all the touristy spots. So anybody that feels like giving me the actual local suggestions and spots would be great. I always love wandering the, the French Quarter, and I mean, of course, I could get my beignets and my coffee and all that stuff. But yeah, I definitely could use some of the local spots so I don't end up just constantly being the the pitiful tourist. <laughs> Are you a seafood girl? Yeah, yeah, I am. So you could do raw oysters or. Okay, well, I might not be that. <laughs> you know, like when we talk about seafood or that, but you never know. Fried like, stuff. I mean, it's the whole win in Rome, right? So maybe, <laughs> maybe this is when I need to start learning. Well, if fans have any opinions, make sure you reach out to Casey on Twitter at Casey Reporting, C-A-S-E-Y Reporting. Um, Casey, I won't go as far as to wish you guys good luck, but I will say I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing y'all on Sunday. Awesome. Thanks so much. Same to you guys. Not good luck, but excited to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Casey. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. That was some great insight about this weekend's matchup against the Buccaneers from Casey. But you guys, it is time to kick off this party starting tonight with Gleason Graw and the New Orleans Saints pep rally at Champion Square at 5 p.m. So make sure you guys be there. You can check out more information at NewOrleansSaints.com. And I think it's GleasonGraw.org. Mm -hmm. I believe so. Okay, okay. Got the backup. I just need you to make sure. <laughs> then we also have the Saints kickoff run presented by Chevron on Saturday morning. You can still register, I believe, at Saints5K.com. There is still bibs available also for the the half mile for the kids. Mm -hmm. The Canes. Kids fun run. Yeah, kids fun run presented by Canes. And then the home opener against the Buccaneers is this Sunday. Get your tickets, NewOrleansSaints.com. Obviously, we need the dome rocking. If you need something to do before the game, 9 a.m. at Champion Square, you can get the party started with the 80s cover band, Molly Ringwalt. The Molly Ringwalt. That's kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's obviously food, drinks, everything you could ever need. And then the game will start, you guys. And then we'll be officially, officially in season. Mm. The Saints will be. Obviously, we know NFL has already started, but you know what I'm saying. And we'll be one and oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the spirit. Well, we don't gotta knock on wood. We gotta speak things into existence. Speak the positivity. Love it. Before I let you guys go, I need to remind you that the Pelicans sweepstakes going on right now will end September 10th. 
at 11.59 p.m. So make sure you guys head to Pelicans.com and enter. The Pelicans single game tickets go on sale September 13th. And that contest I'm talking about is a chance for you to win seats to the hottest 10 games before they go on sale to the general public. So subscribe to Pelicans Insider today to be entered to win. And then plus, you can score early access to individual game, pre-sale tickets, including Warriors and Lakers matchups. More info at pelicans.com slash win. Other than that, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy your weekend and go Saints!